0: You are gonna say it right now, go. All
1: right, come on, I I was gonna shut off Because 'cause I'm messing up already. All right, cool. Just give me countdown. It's a command countdown. One. All right, guys, welcome.
0: Cut it off. Cut it. Please cut it, please. Can I
1: please cut it? Yes. No. Come on, there, Okay. Well, look. <laughs> Welcome back to I Ain't, I ain't Your Show. Your mama. I, I mama, look, y'all. I miss this word up, name up, my name all the time, but I know who I'll be with. Okay, it's your girl Seymour, aka okay, Cherrymore Moore, aka okay, comedian, and we have Jasmine and Shanae on the radio as well. Will you all, please introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Y'all, what's up, y'all? We back for another I Ain't, your, I Ain't Your Mama podcast. As you see, Charity Seymour is good at telling jokes. So not <laughs> introducing the new podcast. <laughs> but we back, and it's me, Jazzy J, and... It's your girl, Shanae, Naita Poet.
2: What's uh. it, people?
0: We back, y'all. And we back, and we in full effect. And it's all three of us, and we got... The shenanigans going already. Charity in this intro. (laughs) Charity zero intro too. She (laughs) knows
2: the podcast, y'all. We
0: just
1: put the blooper in the actual
0: podcast this time. Right. But we are here together to talk to y'all about another topic like we do every month. This month, we are celebrating Women's Month. Oh, I need to get my sound effects, bruh. Where are my sound effects? I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> we are celebrating Women's I Month. I got you sound effects. Right? All right? And we doing what we do best. Doing what we do with what we have. And so, this month, we are going to be tackling the topic of anxiety. And we... Wanted to talk specifically about squaring up with anxiety and fighting the good fight and doing and experiencing what we find to be a unique phenomenon, what we find to be different for every person. Every person exhibits and experiences anxiety differently, everybody copes differently. So, we're gonna talk about it this month because I know I experience it, Charity. I know you experience it, and Sinead, I know you experience it. I know, you know, all of our other sisters experience it. Our mothers experience it. Um, And it's good to finally just have a name for something that we all share, something that we all have come to, excuse me, try to deal with, try to name, try to overcome um and so that's what today's topic is about squaring up with anxiety and i'm glad that charity and shanae are both here today i miss my sisters and i want to know from y'all um what are what are the ways that anxiety affects you like One one thing is, when is it, how old were you when you knew that you were suffering from anxiety? Like, did somebody tell you? Like, how did you come to know that you were dealing with it? And then how did it affect you? Like, how did you know that, once you found out a name for it, how did you know that you was experiencing anxiety?
1: Can I go? Uh, I want to say I was in fourth or fifth grade when I first realized I was having anxiety. I didn't know that's what it was called. But I know I used to be kinda of really anxious and my hands would be sweaty mm-hmm. when the teacher would write <laughs> on my agenda if I was having a good day or a bad oh. day. I wasn't sure how she felt. Mm. But I knew whatever the letter was gonna be, I had to go home and show my daddy. So that's when my anxiety started.
0: Damn. That's the Yeah,
2: for me, yeah, it is. He won't go home to the with the with the angry face <clears> at <throat> all. Oh, but for me it was it hit later. Um, I I guess and once it hit, I realized dang, so that was anxiety before. Mm. But um, for me, it was high school. Um, I actually had an anxiety attack to so where you know I couldn't breathe, heart pacing, emotional, and it was like it I was I couldn't control. It was I just could not control, and I'm like laying in the bed like I'm dead. Mm. Like I got up the next day, and Jasmine, it might have been you or someone. I called, like, man, this happened the other day. Yeah, and then like that's what that was, and I'm just wow. But unfortunately, naming it for me was also like it almost like became, you know, I try not to take it on, but it's just like, oh, I have anxiety, right? Like that's that's what that was, and you know, at that point, it was almost like okay really
0: seeing it and figuring out what that was Mhm. and how to yeah, work through I- it shit cause like you I that's how I come to experience it just just that over hyperventilation and like charity that over anxiousness that fear that, that doom is coming for you yeah. <laughs> in some way shape or form like like your life is about to be over like you about to experience the worst thing that ever happened to you and it consuming your body and all of your thoughts and especially your breath and holding that mm-hmm. breath hostage and lord mm-hmm. i mean yeah the
2: fear is that deep yeah yeah it's like it's it's it
0: yeah and you
2: don't you don't know it, you can't catch it mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, My thing is the uncontrollable part, like depending on what the level the, or like, you know, trigger or whatever, like trying to come out of it part.
0: Mm, had to come back down. Because it, it, it like it a ride.
1: Like you're in a turmoil. I don't know if you've ever seen this episode of Netflix where, like, uh, not Netflix, but Black Mirrors, where they kept like replaying his scene over and over again. It was like a digital thing, like they put these little things in your head or whatever, and they can like get a caption of your mind yeah Yeah, past history yeah and like the end of the movie it just kept playing over and over again and that's what variety feels like the scene just playing over and over again Mm -hmm. that's the worst part yeah 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 Yeah. triggering
0: so you gotta think about you know
2: we did find out when it was what it was my next question is for everybody, everyone has different triggers as to how it's feeling. Right. Um, and for me, <laughs> a lot of my triggers come from just childhood trauma. Just mm-hmm. to say it's one, It wouldn't just be one thing, but those mm-hmm. times, <clears throat> excuse me, as a kid when I didn't understand something and it wasn't in a positive sense, you know, but you feel like something's being taken away mm. and so now my triggers <clears throat> excuse me are just that i can say in almost every aspect if something is being taken away or if mm. i think in my head, that something is being taken away it will you know, i it will you know my my anxiety does, does get yeah. you. so from the broad perspective that's what it's a big thing for me but you know it's different for everybody so, what is it all like? What is it? You know, describing a few words. What
0: would it be? That is that that one main trigger for you, right? What and speaking the triggers, of triggers please, you know, like being on the, uh, di- being in the, being in a. Okay, so when we say trigger. Just for people who may not understand, okay. So, what is a trigger? Triggers are what kind of leads people into these episodes, right? Something happened or a thought happens. That some they're, everybody has a different type of trigger. A trigger could be a smell, it could be a, it could be a, going down the same street of a of a very traumatic situation, being in the same house where a very yeah. traumatic experience happened. It all to
1: something traumatic.
0: Yes, hearing somebody hearing that voice. Of somebody oh, that yeah. has, you know what I'm saying? Or just anything, anything could trigger you that could lead to an episode of having an anxiety attack. And so, you know, I know Chetty wanted to talk about triggers and how, you. And how you know what I'm saying, <laughs> they can lead to that. So maybe these are healthy ways that you cope with your anxiety. I'm
1: say my triggers come from, you know, all traumatic experiences. Like, I think most of my triggers come from any, like, form or feeling of, like, rejection. I um, feel like I may be too much people may not really accept who I am so I kind of close off if I feel like the energy is just too much for me and it reminds me of what somebody did or didn't like me or like
0: Oh, so my next question is for you all is um, what are healthy ways that you cope with anxiety Um, okay. I'll answer that. well
2: for me it is Knowing what those triggers are and doing my best to, um, or not, not even just that what the triggers are, but the things that could send me into, you feel me, that state of mind during the day. So, first, it's just mindfulness of watching. And so, um, for the most part, <clears throat> sometimes it could be relaxing, depending on, you know, what level of anxiety that um, I'm feeling within that day or within that time frame. Um, hiking, just to mm-hmm.
0: release being in nature, so no, Yeah,
2: and like knowing that everything's okay just by seeing all of this life around me and the trees. Yes. Kind of reminding myself that everything's okay, nature does a really good job um, for me for that. Um, and another thing is working um, with my woodworking. I love what I do, so putting myself into that zone. Like they mentioned in the movie so I can really get into that zone in my mm-hmm. shop, and so go there to get into that zone to get out of the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, that also help. So throwing myself into work, Um something I want to start doing more often to help with coping, is working out.
0: Yes, because um, that's all
2: it. Uh The goals uh-huh. and stresses that we have, and sometimes we legit just need to move our body. Yes, and when we're in. The- um, we don't want to and so unfortunately that puts us deeper into it because now we're really not doing anything mm-hmm. about it we're not even helping ourselves help ourselves mm-hmm. um and so, so i definitely want to start getting back to working now and, and um eating right and enough during the yes. day and all that good stuff
0: to any type of up, output everything. and you mentioned uh you yeah. mentioned going outside like i read an article. <clears throat> from the American Psychological Association that kind of touched on the benefits of being in nature and how being in a different scene um really allows your your mind to disconnect from that digital that 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 busy street life street noise like getting a break getting a cognitive break from that automatically mm-hmm. starts to naturally relax your body um, one of the facts that they they mentioned in the article was even the sounds of nature, um, automatically trigger. You know what I'm saying? the, the chirping and the ways automatically require your cognitive brain to relax. Like it has psychological benefits of being in nature that smell. You know what I'm saying? The smell right. of grass, that smell of fresh air, and how that actually yeah. leads to happiness and such. Right. So I'm glad that you mentioned it because that was another thing for us. I know when we were growing up, we stayed outside as kids, it stayed in the park, still right. like it. Yes, we like did. Like, we love to be outside. So yeah. that was just a place for us. That was a place of freedom for us. You know what I'm saying? And working out, you know, using that energy. I know me and you have talked about this once before, Shanae, about... When we feel anxious, using that energy. So I'm with you about when I feel anxious, using that energy. Whether I'm going to go write, whether I'm going to go run, whether I'm going to go do whatever, whether I'm going to go dance. It doesn't matter. But using that anxious energy for something. If you're not gonna, if you if you don't know right then and there how to cope with it, use it to create something. Yeah. If, at the very least, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. uh, uh.
1: To uh, you know, cope with anxiety first, sometimes people have this hard part. You know, the anxiety is basically going through the door you don't want to go through. Mm. You know, if you need to go through it and face it and kind of realize that you're bigger than the situation, you know, self affirmations is really mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I learned this thing called shadowing. Where you look yourself in the mirror, you know, you may have to cry it out or whatever, but just as long as you in, with you remind yourself, you know, I'm that bitch, I'm that person, I'm that nigga, but I'm yeah. that man, whoever you are, no matter what the gender is.
0: Yeah.
1: Just remind yourself, you done came far, like people that have been low before, but you would have never, you would have never came this far just for it to be over. Like, it's supposed to work out this way, but just kind of getting over that mountain, of whatever that is in your way that you're you're making big mentally in your mind
0: mm-hmm. or sometimes whatever, we do that. and you
1: know, you know the other thing is like doing like how I, I like to do comedy. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. Oh, whatever. But you know, making the joke, realizing that it's not that serious all the time you know what I'm saying it's kind of funny how it worked out I'm figuring out a way to like lighten up the tension that you're giving on that
0: mm-hmm. on that
1: small subject or whatever you know what I'm saying weaving out your pros and your, and your cons mm-hmm. or
2: whatever That's you know
1: what true. I'm saying realizing that okay yeah these can be triggers but how do I how do I become an empath how do I turn this negative into a positive mm-hmm. so that every time I look at it I'm not always looking at the negative even if the negative is dark you know yeah. okay cool but what's next? Like always, just the moving forward is is a bigger goal, right? And I just wanted to add that in
0: there. That's right, though. Right. I mean, that's right. That's how you I, I work through it. it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like like you said, before everybody has their different ways. And I want to do one more lately that's been reading. Mm. I don't know Why? But it will take me. It it takes my it takes my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is it's occupied, it's yeah. focused on these words, and in books, you know, they're just words, so then you have to use your imagination to really yeah. see, you know, what, it, what it's talking about, so it's a distraction, mm-hmm. in a sense, and mm-hmm. well, some of the books I've been reading, and one I encourage mm-hmm. anyone with the to is the four agreements, um, I forget the art, that I'm gonna find it and tell y'all later on in the next video, but yes. Yeah. And it's just sometimes anxiety we like Charity, you said we, we we amplify things yep. and make them bigger. Mm-hmm. And that it's, exa- it's exactly that. That's what we are doing. So sometimes when we work on imagining things differently, mm-hmm. even on a daily, yeah. That anxiety doesn't come up so quick. Yeah. It's it's not like, because you're able to imagine what you're seeing yeah. differently. Right. And, you know, I Outside of what's going on, stuff. Um, they just help you in the imagination, I'm um, to where you're not in a negative place, and you can, you know, yeah. go get outside of. Move
0: it
1: nice. I want to state this before I forget this thought process. You know, okay. So, like, most people who like really suffer from anxiety are people who do really big things, and they like. Some people are not phased by anxiety because they live like below the radar. Yeah. Or whatever. So I, I like to compare anxiety to like what you're what you're going towards in life. Like that's gonna have to be sometimes the negative is gonna be have to be the thing you come over to get to the destination. Meaning like, okay, yeah, you wanna be let's just let's just use Sinead for an example. Sinead's an architect, she builds businesses, but there's gonna be coming some, some some haters that's gonna not like you know your own business and you're gonna have to deal with that. And that's also mental. Because sometimes even though they say words can't hurt, words can hurt. Yes, they can, <laughs> and they can slow you down. And if you ponder on it too much longer, yeah. but like you know, you want to deal with that, but then you got to deal with the fact that all right, somebody else who knows you is also trying to compete with you. That's something else you got to deal with. But in order for you to be your best self and be your best seller, you're gonna to have to go through those things.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: So sometimes anxiety, as bad as it feels, is good for you because it makes it it bosses you. It keeps, you, up it keeps you on
0: your toes sometimes. Yeah, it keeps you on your
1: toes. Yeah. I mean, it keeps you on your toes. It's you're also aware.
0: How to mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. how
1: to be aware, how to choose your battles, how to mm-hmm. figure out how you can do it. Because we are all, at the end of the day, teachers of our own craft.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just and wanted it, to add that. No, and that even that's though dope. we're talking
1: about how how we like, you know, the, the subject is standing up against your. Uh, yeah, anxiety. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a necessity to a part of who you are mm-hmm. as a person. I think. I mean, I I really wish I didn't go through certain things, but I thank God that I did because I wish I don't think anybody else would be able
0: to handle it like how I handle it. hmm For sure. For sure. And 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 I even wanted to add another technique of deep breathing because I've gotten into that. I feel like I feel like I have evolved even on a personal maturity level because I because I'm taking time to listen to myself to listen to my spirit to listen to the voice inside of me and like Charity said replacing those negative affirmations with positive affirmations when you take time to deep breathe and take a breath and meditate with yourself you start to hear those positive affirmations even if you start even if you're feeling negative like chewing away those negative thoughts during meditation cuz I hear a lot of because I may make a suggestion to some people who struggle when they say they don't know how to meditate And so when they meditate, they hear all of these thoughts and they have all these feelings. And so what I would suggest is like Charity mentioned about having those positive affirmations and saying those positive affirmations helps to replace any negative thoughts that you have coming up when you meditate. Because sometimes you may be meditating and then anxiety comes up and then you start thinking, I don't think I can do it. Uh, It might be too hard. Do I have enough help? I don't have enough help. You know, all of these different thoughts you have coming up. And being able to replace those negative thoughts with thoughts of, okay, so yes, this is going on, but I can overcome it. Yes, this does look tall, but I can... I can do it in time. I can do what, what I need to do. And that I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be like this person to that person in order to make it happen. I'm fine with who I am. I'm fine with the tools that I have and the skills that I have. And I can overcome this. So we just wanted to... You know, chat with y'all today about this, about anxiety and how it affects us and ways that we cope with it. So uh-huh. we hope y'all taking care out there. We hope that maybe you pick some tips that we've mentioned today and practice them and use them. But um, that's it for for today's topic. Do uh, do y'all got anything coming up? Uh, Shanae, you got any? I know you got some. You got some things rolling out. You've been rolling out some some things. What you you taking any um? Uh, New clients,
2: yeah. So, um, everyone, uh, be on the lookout for some new work being posted. Like, yes, I have been working, I do apologize. Posting is not my job, too, but I sure will get the work done. Um, so I just <laughs> put some stuff up right. there for y'all to see what's going on. And yes, I'm always taking orders, both customers, and just you know, you're in the house. Uh, made some dope
0: kind of boxes for Jasmine and my Mika um, Malaysia. So yes. Check of, out our recent uh, story. Yeah. Yes. So,
2: yeah, just be on the lookout for some stuff coming up with the woodworking and,
0: uh, yeah, things are opening back up. So, you know, we're about That's, to get back to open mics and all that of stuff. So, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's right. What about you? Watch your mouth?
2: Charity? Oh, hey, can you see my watch, watch your mouth. oh, Watch your mouth.
1: First of all, I got a few, like <laughs> three things I want to mention. Right okay. now. First of all, first and foremost, the national holiday is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know Ooh if you guys know about it. March 30th. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm going to
1: be 30 for the first time in my life. <laughs> on the 30th, it's my golden birthday, so I want to make sure you guys know that i'm gonna be sending out a lot of love and i want love back uh secondly i am i know it's a lot of wind and secondly i am getting myself together because i am about to move back to atlanta and i'm not playing no games with myself all right that's the unfinished business but before i go back to atlanta i will be at every open mic this week monday through thursday in louisville right in louisville kentucky i'm gonna be at every open mic this week so please be looking out for me. Look on my social media page. I will post each and every open mic that I'm at uh, early that morning because I don't want to. I don't want to like tell you I'm going to do something and it don't work out. So if you don't see no flyer for me to me at the open mic, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to an open mic every day and want to post that flyer every day. And open mic is open for poets, poets and all kind of comedians as well. So the floor is ready.
2: All and, right. And
1: for, the, for the third thing. I went to Michigan. I got a show coming up on May 8th. Uh, I was going to do the show on Easter, but I scratched it. But I got a show coming up on May 8th or whatever here in Louisville, Kentucky, somewhere in Georgetown. So be looking out for that.
0: More info on Instagram, right? So yeah, more info out. on
1: Instagram at watchya, uh, that's W-A-T-T-H-Y-A underscore mouth. Watch M-O-G-H. your
0: mouth. Yes, watch them out and Nubian Woodwork and please check my sisters out. You feel me? It's a lot of us and we do a lot of sh- and we make it look easy. What about you Jazzy J. Reed? Well, you know, up? it's the same old y'all be on the lookout for Straight coming out Spring 2021. We yes, got some flots, events around that so premiere, that movie out. premiere written and directed by Jazzy J. and Yamanika. Y'all be on the lookout for that. And that's it, y'all. We take care. Y'all All take right, care. And remember, y'all. we ain't Johnny Jamama. Peace. Thank you, Check out this month's sponsor, aka special guest Jasmine Lomax from the Sterile Slut the intimacy coach that provides a safe and consensual space for individuals to tune into their best sexual and spiritual self. Tune in to Squaring Number Anxiety and find out what she has to say about how anxiety affects intimacy. First of all, I just like to say happy Women's Month, okay? Because it is Women's Month. And this, I mean, it's Women's Year. It's Women's Century, okay? We are number one. Uh, we are the start of it all, and so I just want to shout out to all the women in the world across the globe um, Let y'all know I love y'all, okay, the love and support is here That's what we do over here at the IHG Mama podcast. We blow each other up. We blow ourselves up. We empower others We empower ourselves by empowering others and we get down to business. So welcome back for another episode um, We've got some Wonderful things to talk about So I know y'all like, get to it, okay Jazz, get to it, and I am And I just want to Let you all know that This episode is for us Okay, this episode Is something This episode is centered around something that affects If it ain't us, it's somebody It's another woman we know, okay And Our topic this month, for Women's Month And celebration of Women's Month Is squaring up with anxiety right so if you're listening to this you like what is squaring up okay some of you are probably gonna ask me a squaring up some of y'all not some of y'all get the lingo all right but squaring up is just a metaphor for fighting back for preparing for um exercising the skills that you have in order to deal with life circumstances in order to deal with the effects i guess you will of life circumstances because to me that's what anxiety is and it's just the after effect of some significant situation or circumstance and so this month we're going to talk about anxiety I know I as a 32 year old woman have experienced anxiety my entire life um, I didn't know it was anxiety until I was in college I think that my senior year in college is when I finally Decided to go and talk to a professional about these strong feelings that I was having That I was having and uh, how it really was debilitating And really affected my ability to focus, my ability to connect with my my peers, my family, my child Like I was like I got to deal with, you know, I got to deal with this And it's something that once I had a name on it And had links and and all of these different um, I guess you want to say branches, you know, the things that it affected. Um, I realized that this was something that I didn't, I wasn't the only one to suffer with. This was something my mother suffered from, uh, that we never even knew what the name of it was. Uh, something that uh, a lot of my sisters deal with. So, today we're gonna talk about anxiety. And I just want to introduce this lovely, beautiful woman that you see on the screen, because I know I've been blabbing and like, who is old shorty over there left, right? <laughs> This right here is a homegirl, okay? This is Jasmine Lomax, and Jasmine Lomax is the founder and CEO of the Sterile Sluts. Now, I met Jasmine when we was over at Spawn and trying to just survive. You feel know, me? This MFA program, right? And uh, one of the, you know, one conversation that we had a semester that I'm telling you, you you changed me, right? About this this. This idea of kind of how how and who I am in a way. You straight up came up and was like, you know, we don't know what we was talking about. I'm sure it was very interesting and juicy, okay? But I remember you made a comment. You was like, man, you got BD energy, and I was like, what's you know, you know me, I'm gonna ask questions, right? And I just straight up said, well, well, what's BD energy? You was like big dick energy, and I was like okay, that was the first ever, and so, and I felt like that was a, a point in which I connected with you, because I was like, she sees me, right, I didn't have a name for it, but I don't know what, you, I've been like, in my whole life, and it was like, you saying that to me, it was like, she sees me, and it says something about another sister seeing you, right, when well, you don't feel seen, or whatever, the, the, the circumstance, and it was, so I was like, okay we you cannot know saying? this is anybody i can learn from this is uh, gonna be a dope situation so welcome jasmine
3: hello <laughs>
0: i'm just in here running in. welcome welcome <laughs> you look good you look like you smell
3: good <laughs> oh thank you i was trying to go for like valley girl just got back from the mall aesthetic like i've been really i've been really obsessed with um i've always like i'm a 90s like 2000s kid so like i'm already obsessed with like the 90s but now that the 2000s are like really like the whole nostalgia kick with the 2000s are booming now i'm like i remember like i'm having flat i'm like oh my god i grew up and like everybody's not being all nostalgic over it so like i just watched like jennifer's body the other day like i've just been going down memory lane and it's just it's a good aesthetic and i'm glad we're coming back to it
0: yes yes like staying in touch with you know our roots well we you know we grew up looking at and seeing um so i'm with you on that but i
3: love i love your blazer it's very business-esque so and the and the hair is very (laughs) cute too it matches it's cheetah print because your hair is like blonde yeah okay
0: It was some inspiration I got from my man and whatnot, trying to figure out what should I try? You know, what should I do? I usually don't listen to him and I listen to him so it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is the jacket that I got from the goodwill. I am a goodwill kind of suit. I love goodwill. I
3: love oh I'm a good yes, I've been directing all the clothes I've been all that. Yeah, all the clothes I've been buying lately are, like, like I've been so into, like, re- like upcycling, secondhand everything, mm-hmm. like, yes. I've been trying to divest away from buying from, like, not that, like, you know, if that's all you have and all you can afford, obviously, right. but, like, me personally, like, I've been just not as interested in that stuff, like, it's been really refreshing, and yes. Seattle's, like, full of secondhand stores, so it's not yeah. that hard. Oh, my gosh, I
0: know you just, oh, my gosh, I would go crazy if I was just walking down the street and all these consignment stores is everywhere, and- I, mean, I know. Like, it's, it's, it's fun like you know it's fun it's a form of creativity and self-expression and i'm just ex- I'm exploring more of my self-expression even though i'm a full-grown woman you know what i'm saying like i'm still learning this like
3: what and i don't i don't think friend? there's any yeah i don't think there's any shame in that i was actually i was thinking about that a little bit well was it last night it was like recently I was thinking about like you know because I'm 27 I mean I'm still baby but also like I'm old enough to like finally feel like an adult adult like I have a good handle on most adult things at this point and it's kind of like well as I get older I don't know like I'm pretty child I can be pretty childish but like I don't ever want to like just because I get older and wiser doesn't mean I want to get old on the inside like i i just i think that's never too late i mean i i remember this 70 year old woman she like green was her favorite color she had everything green her she dyed her hair green her whole apartment was green she was so like colorful and creative and i'm like at any age you can really just be out there doing your thing and i don't want i think that's so important especially as uh yes. for women and as women get older Yes Lord I
0: mean It's it's called dying to yourself Like every so often You gotta die to yourself Um, I find like My monthly menstrual Is an opportunity for me To die to myself Right That's my time That's my time For stuff stuff to die off and me to try again I might come up with a new New do New everything new name. You feel me? Like, you don't I don't never know what that evolution is gonna be like, but I call on that like, just that renewing of who we are, because you're right, you know? We we don't never have to stop reinventing ourselves. That's the that's the beautiful thing about being a woman, and being a human being. Uh, I love being a black woman, you feel me? I feel like I don't have to buy this shit. I don't have to fake this shit. I don't have to do none of that. This is who I really am, and I love it. Like, I ain't saying, you know, because it's just hard, okay? It's hard. It's really hard out here. It's too. not
3: for everybody. Yeah,
0: I promise you with that. And for those that think it is, and you ain't ready
3: for this, you know. It's just fun. It is funny watching, because um, like, you know, trends like black fishing come up. You see like celebs like Ariana Grande or like Miley Cyrus kind of like approximate Black culture in mm-hmm. these different ways. And it's like nobody ever said being white was like boring or like none of us have told you that like you just know. But they know that black culture and black girls like I mean the explosion of black women rappers in the last few years has given me so much life like I. I want sometimes I'd be watching their music videos They yeah yeah and they be turning up but I'm also like I want to cry because I'm like finally it's like happening the revolution yeah. but um no it's just funny watching because they know it's it right now mm-hmm. but it's like nobody ever was shaming you for being why you mm-hmm. just feel like you're losing your capital and it's interesting mm-hmm. to watch what these white celebs and just white people in general do when they feel like they've lost their capital. So. Oh, wait.
0: Girl, see you
3: preaching, honey.
0: Longer right there. Turn this off, I forgot my little BTS. that was a uh, whole was word long. you just preached right there. Well, um, I just want to you know, sit and sit down with my homie, you know, it's been a minute since school, and uh, get into this wonderful business I heard about. A little birdie, a big birdie. <laughs> <laughs> that um you've got a business going on. A baby business that you just birthed and ready to continue I to see. grow and just and I wanna get into that today. Um the star slut.
3: Yes. All right, so I'll I'll give the nice, the nice uh, intro podcast-friendly spiel. Um, Yes, my name is Jasmine Lomax, but I go by Jasmine Sierra. That's my pen name. I also use it when I publish poetry. I am the creator of the Sterile Slut. I named it the Sterile Slut because I got sterilized two years ago. Um, It'll be three years ago and it'll be three in October and I got sterilized because I just don't want children. I don't like the like like metaphor, like the whole metaphor and stuff of like pregnancy and birthing things like, yeah, like uh, birthing businesses and stuff like that's beautiful to me. But like I don't actually want to push things out of my vagina. I'm okay not doing that one. And I'm not really a kid person. I'm more of a dog person. So I got sterilized and well, I'm a slut like to i like to, th- like to thought around so the sterile I'm slut
0: you feel me it is what it is you know yeah what I mean? that's what's up okay mm-hmm. y'all heard it the sterile slut all right so the sterile slut. what what is the star slut what is it that you want others to know that you do like so i was going in like hey i heard about the star slut like
3: give me it give me the god totally so i describe it as the as a comprehensive one-stop shop um if you see the tagline it'll say sex positive services mm-hmm. and so for me for me that means um it's like an it's an umbrella term for um being sex positive the biggest thing the main thing i would say is the intimacy coaching that i do um, I am a certified foundational level intimacy coach. I received my certification from Intimacy Coaching International, which is based in South Africa. But uh, as the name implies, like people from all around the world can get in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the founder, Anne-Marie, is working on um, growing that um, network of like coaches. So I chose to get my certification there because... It's not like uh, here's this program you're gonna pay like twenty five hundred and you'll be certified and go do your own thing. It's like it's a collaborative network where where all of us like get together and share like the different things that we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And we're hoping we're hoping to like expand upon that. So that's what I love about that.
0: Yes.
3: And um, as for the intimacy coaching. Um I think people hear that and go what the what the hell is intimacy coaching and um
0: intimacy.
3: Yeah, so intimacy coaching if you think of like think of it, like on a spectrum I think like one end you have like your full blown like sexologists and sex therapists people who are like you know went to get their PhD and like certified
0: yes. and
3: then on the other hand you have like I think of like front facing like sex workers like um escorts and stuff like people who are doing like the hands-on interaction yes so i think of intimacy coaching as an in-between mm-hmm. of like i'm not a certified mental health professional but i am still certified in um like it's like a form of like life coaching you get a life yes. coach you get like a business coach um if you just you just need extra help you yes. need extra help in the bedroom that's that's what i'm here for i'm here to help you i'm here to help you oh i'm sorry no i was saying a teacher and the up <laughs> oh yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like if you like you know you have a hard time like getting into it you need help relaxing if you want to like you know improve like you know if you want to learn how to suck dick better if you want to learn how to lick pussy better if you want to learn how to touch yourself better if you want to um, work on communicating with your partner better just like mm-hmm. all those steps that are so literally foundational very yes. basic to having a fulfilling intimacy life but so many people say it
0: again a fulfilling Intimacy
3: life. Yes. Like, fulfilling. It's like everybody when
0: involved.
3: Yes. It's like I'm helping you rebuild your foundation because I think a lot of people have like these rotting, unstable foundations yeah. from which we and when, you know, we live in a society like you'll you internalize like toxic or unhealthy things about your sexuality and other yes. people's sexualities and you know, in order those can be huge barriers to having a really fulfilling intimate life. And Mm -hmm. since the theme of the podcast is, you know, about squaring up with anxiety, well I think intimate wellness is your spiritual wellness. I think you it is one avenue to help you really get in tune with yourself and slow down and get out of this like anxious, nervous head space.
0: Yes, because that's where a lot of it is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it is up here, and it's like you have to—you literally have to do the work in your body to relax. And I mean, you when we when we were discussing, you know, prior to this recording, we were talking about um, you. You know, you just put me up on game about how just approaching intimacy and and, and being intimate with your partner doesn't have to be something that comes from aggression, right? Um, it can be, it can come from your sensitive, vulnerable, vulnerable self, right? It can, you can ease into that without this, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just about coming into your intimacy with your partner in, in a very gentle way, very gentle yeah. way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Then like you telling it to me, maybe just... You know what I'm saying? So that body work that that work that you do that you that affects your body and your mind, like getting you out of here so that you can control what's going on down here, that's some that's some real stuff. That's some real stuff. So that's dope. I'm dope. Intimacy coach. Some of y'all need an intimacy coach. Okay? <laughs> some of y'all don't know what to do. And that's okay, right? Because we should nobody nobody has made it. Okay? I don't care how many parkings you had, I don't care how many different things you've tried. Ain't nobody made it, and there's nothing wrong. Be 50, 60 years old, making it happen, okay? And, and being creative with that. So, I oh, love it. All right, so my next question is, uh, what influence your decision to start a business like this?
3: So, it's a really funny story. Um, You, you know Holly, right? Yeah. From the, uh, yeah, so I was working... I feel okay saying this now because I literally don't even live there. I worked at the University of Michigan. I worked at the hospital. I was a receptionist, and you know, it, you got to pay the bills and all that. But like, I was so unhappy, and it's like, like I already, I, I we already discussed before. But for all the listeners, um, I am also getting a master's degree in poetry, and I love to write. Um, and I still intend to write and I still got a book. I'm gonna go out fish for publishers, like I'm doing the whole line. Yes. I still want I'm still very passionate about that. I haven't like forsaken that or anything. No. But
0: part
3: of it. yeah, it's part of it.
0: As, we, as women we have so many avenues of creativity, Jasmine. Exactly. Um, every every avenue we can hit it.
3: Exactly. Oh yes, I love that. Every lane I want every lane to be my lane is how I feel about it. Yes. But um I still love that. But it was just while I was doing it, it was like, okay, well, you know, I know I have to pay the bills and stuff, but like, it takes a little, it also takes a long time to build your career as a poet. It's like all the, you gotta like, it's the rigmarole to like get published, find a publisher. Like it's exhausting. It takes years. It took me six years to put that manuscript together between undergrad and grad school. So it's just like the time it takes is so long that it's like, while this is happening. What else can I do that is more fulfilling? Instead of just being like, oh, I just got to grind it out, grind it out, grind it out. Because it's like, it's exhausting and I was yes. losing my creative spark because it was just like work really wore me down. So, one, I was just, you know, bitching about it. And then one day Holly was like, you know... I'm doing this thing and then she was telling me about like what she wanted to do with the intimacy coaching and stuff. She's telling me, she initially explained it to me as like, cause um, for theater, I guess they like hire intimacy coaches to help their actors with the set, which makes sense. So she was, that's what she uh, introduced it as. And I was like, people do that? That's a thing? That's a thing? i want about to be a thing. How how do I do this? And then she introduced me to Anne-Marie and I talked to Anne-Marie. She's the founder of the Intimacy Coaching International that I mentioned and You know, I was like, yeah, I want this to be for me, but I'm going to need a minute, you know. And I think it was like, oh, when did we talk? Oh, God, it was like June of 2019-ish, like August, like somewhere like in the summer. Yeah. And then we fast forward to March. I was intending on quitting my job around that time anyway. But then, you know, boom, the pandemic (laughs) happens. Boom. So it's just like. <laughs> yeah. I know. A, I mean, nobody was, but I was like, huh? um, and I was initially trying to hold on to the job at least until summer. So I was like, okay, I get the money, save up enough, mm-hmm. and then I can quit and like ease into the intimacy coaching. But when the pandemic hit and we went, um we went remote, and I thought maybe, okay, maybe I can handle because the job. I was so depressed by this point, so I was like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I can handle working from home. Mm-hmm. But when I realized that they still expected us to be just as productive as we were when we were in the office, like it was so crushing. It was like, it was so tough. Cause it's like, yeah, so we had to cancel so many people's appointments. Cause it's like, okay, we have to restrict how many people come in and like keep so many people have questions. And it's like the guidance that we were getting from our leaders was like, you know, like they tried their best, but then it's like, did you really try at the same time? It just feels like the onus was on the on the um, call center agents. To organize all this and it's so it was so exhausting by that point. I was like I think I got I got I took like a medical leave. I had a lot of like anxiety, depression. I took a medical leave. I've never done that before at any job in my life. Like But you knew it was time. It, yeah. So I reached that point that point where I was like, Okay, I just need to buy some time right now. So I got a couple weeks off. And in that two weeks, you know, I finally told Anne Marie, like, okay, let's do this, let's begin. So I started studying, um, and then I launched the blog. It started as a blog, so because to me, it's gonna it was gonna take a while to get certified. So it's like, what can I offer people while I'm waiting to actually be able to coach people? And it was the blog, yeah. the blog. So I was just writing about like whatever came to mind. Like I I do toy reviews. I talk about like questioning where I stand with my bisexuality. I talk about like. All kind, just all kinds of stuff. So, log drops, and then by the time I, like, ti- I go back to work part-time, but then I just finally hit a point where... <sighs> how much time do I have? How long? I don't know how long. Should I, Do We want the abbreviated version, or...? Go ahead. T- you tell me what you feel. <laughs> I wanna know what, you know what I'm saying? I want to know what
0: that moment like for you when you was like, I got to do this i had to
3: let i had to let this go i okay so basically i was like trying to keep my foot in the door for as long as possible because i wanted i want at least the health benefits okay i was like i want that insurance at least and so i went back i went back part-time but even that was too much even that was just too much so eventually the they did like a voluntary furlough. They're like, you can volunteer to furlough. And so I was like, I volunteer to furlough. And I asked for, I think like eight, nine weeks. Um, But they did say, but they warned me that we will call you back at any time that we need you. And I was just, I bought a plane ticket to go back home and like visit my family just to make sure my mom was okay and stuff and like, I was just hoping that, that I could stay furloughed the whole time and ride it out. But like literally one week after I asked for the furlough, my supervisor called me back and she was like, We need you to come back and uh in like two weeks and I was like, Ugh. Okay. And then I literally waited until June second and I remember because the second is when the ben- if you quit your job on the second you keep your benefits for the whole month. So <sighs> I was like I waited till the second and I was like, Listen, the protests, my mom, I quit and then that was it. It was just like goodbye, I was over it and then
0: that's pretty that's pretty easy like as far as taking that step not the step being easy but once it's done it's easy
3: it's like i ain't gonna have it yeah i built it right i built it up in my head so much i was like oh i finally get to quit i get to like Put it to the man, and of course it doesn't really fucking matter because they're just like they just hire more people to do their shit, whatever. But at the time, I really. and
0: this <laughs> big as facility and institution, you know, i I mean, I am,
3: but you don't know. Yeah, like listen, I still felt powerful in that moment. I was like, I stuck it to the man, man. <laughs>
0: all right all right so um getting on to my next question is how does what you contribute what how does what you do contribute to anxiety? which i know you mentioned it you know but maybe give us a little bit more on how the services you provide can help assist people who are struggling with anxiety
3: yeah so i got okay that was a whole tangent but um Looping back, I said comprehensive one stop shop. So, the intimacy coaching is the main thing that I do. And as I mentioned, um, helping you, like, you know, learn how to relax and like practice your sensual arts techniques and get in tune with your partner better, like learning how to slow down. Because when we operate, um, a lot of sex by default, when you're not really thinking about it, I feel like operates from a place of adrenaline and Mm. tension. When Mm. you're having an orgasm, think about how you usually tense up and contract and like it does it's not that it doesn't feel good but when you're only operating in this mode all the time you're missing out on the opportunity to like slow it down and like when you get into your body and you like release instead of contract like then the orgasm kind of just flows through you so in that sense like helping you helping people with anxiety in their sex life um Mm -hmm i think by extension just helps them feel better in general because like sex most people i say most you know if you're like asexual maybe perhaps you feel differently of Uh course um but for most people sex and sexuality is such a is so tied up in who we are and that's a avenue where we want to feel good and we seek pleasure so when it's not feeling pleasurable it's like a it's a domino effect when you start feeling crappy at work at school
0: you feel me like i i I'll even say, to go as far as to say, I realized that that was actually something that I that helps me to relax. It's, you know, being intimate with my partner helps me to relax. It helps alleviate stress. Having an orgasm, okay?
3: Yes. And, I mean, it's scientifically proven.
0: Yes. It, it alleviates so much stress. Like. You feel me? Like, I'm good. I can, you know, I feel like I can bounce back, so I just, it's something that I learned, you know. But, like you said, you have to be uh, intentional about that body work. You have to be intentional about making yourself comfortable enough to enjoy it.
3: Yes, yes. Being intentional is the key word here. A lot of people think it's, like, the best when it's, like, spontaneous and fun. And, like, there's always room for fun and spontaneity, but, like, schedule it, try scheduling it, set aside a deliberate chunk of time where you put your focus on yourself or your partner or whatever you're doing, your partners, if you're getting an orgy shit, I don't know, but um, just, I find, because I find when I set aside like a block of time, like, okay, this is time where I want to be intimate with my partner, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at my phone, I'm not thinking yeah. about work, I'm not thinking about anything else, and then like, yes. you just really get in the flow, and it's just yes. really fulfilling, it's just very fulfilling. Yes,
0: Ooh, fulfilling. All right, this has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful interview. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I feel like I'm gaining more confidence and understanding and sureness about myself. That is, it is important for us to to be in tune with our bodies. Um, so how can people contact you? How can we find you? Where's your next fan? You Are you going to be on another show? What's going on with the stuff? What's going on with you now? Coming
3: up? Totally. So um just a quick aside when you visit my website um i also do i i don't want to go too much into this direction but i do astrology and tarot as well i think for people i think because that's gaining a lot of steam people are really interested into like these, yes. this esoteric practices of like the divine especially if you're kind of moving away from like organized religion of course you can still be like christian or muslim and also do astrology and tarot but i find a lot of people who are more secular really enjoying it so that's also another avenue for um like helping your anxiety and spiritual wellness Mm. and then i've been doing amateur boudoir because i feel like if i'm out there showing myself and like how i've how comfortable i feel in my body and like exploring my sexuality then people people kind of see that as a mirror, like, okay, she's doing this. Yes. She's like, she says this, but also is about it. Yes. So when you visit my website, don't get thrown off by the 5,000 things I do. I just, I am a, I'm a Gemini rising. I have no self-control. Um, but slut <laughs> sterile net. If you just go there, I have everything. I have all my socials, my Patreon, my side blog for like, um, all the astrology and tarot that I do. Um, everything is on there um i will say in particular though i do have a collab coming up with an in an instagram user on the 28th okay we have to sort some stuff out because she was saying that instagram is blocked instagram won't let her do a live because it's it's sex talk
2: oh wow
3: yeah so we have to figure that out so if you want to tune into that um i don't have everything ironed out just yet but just you know follow my instagram which is again the sterile slut it'll be on the website but i just wanted to put that specific plug in there if you're interested in following up
0: yeah it's cool so y'all make sure y'all tap into that the sterile slut.net follow her social media page on instagram and on facebook keep up with her if you're interested in any of her services if you are interested in finding more information out about what she does um Jasmine is a sweetheart so make sure that you utilize that good light energy because not everybody can do that work that she does you know you got to be the right person for that work and I believe that Jasmine is the right person for her work so y'all holla at her and thank you for coming and joining us on the I.J. Mama podcast for squaring up with anxiety episode it's
3: thank you so fun. much for yeah. having me this was a lot of fun yes. I love your podcast
0: thank you